0: Hey there, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and today I get the pleasure of introducing you to a very special individual that plays a huge part behind the scenes in our industry, that being the direct selling industry. One of the things that you often don't think about when you go to a conference or an event held by your head office is just how much work goes in behind the scenes. Now, being what's happened over the last couple of years, I often get asked, how, Sam, do I improve my video content? So I thought it was quite a a great opportunity for me to pull in one of the individuals that I get to work with behind the scenes when we keynote at many of your conferences. Today, I'm pulling in the amazing Jared Jacobson. Jared is one of those professionals that makes sure that everything works when you have a conference or an event. The AV team is the core to a successful company event, whether it's held online or- or in person and i really value what they do but i also value the amazing expertise of these guys because over the last couple of years they've not only had to work with professional speakers but they've also had to help people present at conferences who are not used to an online setting so the troubleshooting that goes on behind the scenes from these guys i've got to give it to them they go through the ringer when it comes to putting a successful event on and jared's going to share a few of those stories today but he's also going to share some of his hot tips for simple ways to improve your video from home. So tune on in. You're going to love this episode. Jared's been in this industry for many years. He's seen it all. And I know that he's going to leave you guys with some awesome golden nuggets to help you in your business when it comes to putting together some great videos. So let's listen in to the expert and hear what he's got to say. Welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast, everybody. I'm Sam Hind, and I'm super excited to be joined today by Jared Jacobson. Welcome on in, Jared.
1: Hi, how are you doing?
0: I'm awesome. And I'm really excited to have you in here today because one of the things that for me is really, uh, I guess, important to be able to do what I do and do it well is those people that help us behind the scenes when we do a conference, a keynote, any kind of a presentation. And Jared, we come across each other's path quite frequently. Uh, You belong to corporate theatre. I'm going to get you to tell us a little bit about that, but we run into you as the magical AV team that make all the magic happen when you're at a conference. I'm really excited to have a bit of a chat about this today because I think this is going to be both very interesting and enlightening, but also very helpful to our listeners to hear a little bit about what goes on behind the scenes, how much work goes in, and also how they can be great at uh, sound and video as well. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us a little bit about corporate theatre before we kick off.
1: Uh, cool. Well, thanks, Sam, and it's great to, to be with you. You know, we go way back. I, I actually remember working with you at a live event, uh, kind of when you were just starting um, your career in, you know, the direct selling environment. So uh, it's great to... <laughs> Things have changed a bit since then. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but, yeah, Corporate Theatre has been around for about 30 years. I have a business partner as well who's been hes quite a bit older than me. But I, I joined uh, Corporate Theatre probably over 10 years ago now. Uh, and we've been producing events uh, for the corporate industries and really doing a lot specialised in the direct selling industry. So we've been working with a lot of these companies, both uh, locally and internationally, for a very, very long time. Um, we kind of split the business up into a few different departments, mainly for um advertising marketing purposes so corporate theater is our live event technical production business then i created corpcast productions which is the video arm of the business and this really came into its own over the last two years we've always produced video content but we were able to um, specialize uh, in virtual events because we could take all of our real life event knowledge put it into a video and digital environment and live stream from there. We'd actually been live streaming for about six years prior to the pandemic it even even started.
0: You guys were ahead of the game.
1: Uh, well, I'd like to think we are. And you know, having this uh, green screen studio behind me was, you know, we, we've been running this for eight or nine years in its current form, and so yeah. we were already ready where everyone else was trying to race and catch up to. Yeah. Uh, and then we also have another company called Stage by Design, which is based on the Gold Coast, and. Uh, we have a warehouse up there with all kinds of custom-made stage pieces that no one else has. Uh, so we do a lot of staging and design and theming for for events. Usually, And usually we're all up on the Gold Coast for those. Direct sellers love going to the Gold Coast for yes,
0: events. Yes, they do. <laughs> the amount of Gold Coast trips we did in those uh, those couple of years leading up to COVID. And now, you know, we still run into you frequently, but it's all online. So um, Very much so. Yeah, it, and that sort of leads into what I wanted to chat about next. One of the things that, I'm, um, you know, I, I'm speaking the obvious here, we've seen such a massive change in the, I guess, the conferencing environment over the last 18 months. And in direct selling, conferences are such a huge and very important part of this industry. We've seen so many changes, which I think we, you know, we, we all know what they are. We've We've all had to go online. There's been a lot of hybrid events. Everyone's had to kind of morph in their own way. What do you uh, envision is likely to happen or change over the next 12 to 18 months going forward?
1: Mm, it's an interesting question. I wish I had a crystal ball to know the exact answer. <laughs> uh, but I kind of have a, a bit of an idea based on the bookings that are coming in for the remainder of this year and kind of looking forward from there. Um, a lot of people are playing things by ear. Yep. They're, we'd like this, but we don't know if we want to confirm that.
0: Oh, yes, I've been hearing a lot of this too. Yeah.
1: So we can prepare so much, but the worst thing for us is having to pr- prepare an event several times. Yeah. Like the last few years, we've prepared events, cancelled it, prepared events, cancel it, or move things. So hopefully we can start locking things in. Mm-hmm. Um, we snuck in a few events over the last year, one of which was the direct selling conference you spoke at in between the the lockdowns that we've had. But going forward, people are desperate to get back into real events. They they want to meet in person. They want to connect, you know, direct sellers, especially. They love coming together. They love partying, just seeing their friends that they've known for many years, because we know that direct sellers do stick around and they do build these special relationships. Everyone's going to the hybrid method. It's Let's bring in who we can. Let's live stream to those who can't come. Yeah. And so I know that live streaming's never cannibalized ticket sales to events because I know a lot of companies are like, oh, if we live stream it, they're not going to come. It's not the case. People I mean, want to get together and they do want to connect. So yeah. it's really going to capture the market of, I'll uh, say, direct sellers who were never going to be able to go in the first place, whether it's based on their conditions, their yeah. circumstances, they've got to. There's other responsibilities they have to be at. So all this awesome content that direct sellers share, they uh, they are able to get it out there to more people. They're able to motivate, inspire and, and, and get growth out of these people who they were never really connecting with prior. So hopefully hopefully that's... It's
0: interesting you say that because I, I think people are starting to come around with that now, that companies in particular are starting to note that, hey, you know what, like, it, it's not going to stop people attending, but it's going to open things up to people that previously might not have come. And it's really interesting. The last couple of conferences that we've had um, the privilege of speaking at online have actually had more attendees than they would have in the past because they've they've been able to open up to people that never could have travelled there because of finances, etc. But it, you know, it is one of the really special things about this industry. It's one of the reasons that Greg and I love to be in it so much is that that community aspect, there's, you just can't beat it, can you? When you get to a conference with direct sellers and you walk into that room, the hype and the excitement and the, just that connection and the love and all of those fun things that are part of it, are just infectious. And I don't know about you, like you, you would see lots of conferences, you, in lots of industries. How does direct selling compare to other industries?
1: Direct selling companies put on the most fun events because they have a totally different audience to a standard corporate. A standard corporate, you've got people who are almost forced to go along, who don't necessarily (laughs) want to be (laughs) there. Whereas direct sellers, a lot of times will pay for their own way or they've earned the incentive trip or whatever it is to be at these conferences. So they have a totally different attitude to begin Mm. with. And from that, the energy is so much brighter, so much more fun, and there's a lot more reward and recognition, lifestyle-type experiences that are given at these conferences versus your medical, your superannuation, your banking, and other big corporates that are just spreading information.
0: So... In, in what you do, I mean, we obviously cross paths a lot in the, the backstage, the green room behind the scenes and, you know, often I'll be sitting there chatting away with you or waiting in the background before I need to get up and, and do my piece and there'll be a lot of other speakers, uh, both experienced and not experienced, you know, it might be leaders or people that are, you know, consultants in the field that are jumping in to speak and, and present for the first time. How have you uh, noticed from a presenter's point of view, and I'm talking about both the professional and the the non-experienced people, how have you noticed presenters have been adjusting over the last 18 months to this online world? Has everyone just seamlessly done it or has it been a bit of a progress?
1: That's a really interesting question. So, some people, some professional presenters have taken to it like a duck to water. They have gone out, they've researched the best bits and pieces that would make a difference to their presentations. Yeah. Um, some come to mind that, that most would know, like yourself, Keith Abrahams, mm-hmm. Michael McQueen, yep. you know, you've all invested in some good quality audiovisual equipment, a good camera, a few other bits and pieces, good microphone, and you look good, you sound good, and when you come through to us in a virtual environment, we don't have a lot to stress about. There are some other professional presenters who have thought, I'm just going to stick with my webcam and let the punches roll. Uh, (laughs) And that's okay. We can make it work. Uh, I have a a CEO of a very, very large organization. She's based overseas. And honestly, it's the worst webcam I have ever seen. (laughs) Um, I almost think I'm looking through a Kodak digital camera from about 15, 20 years ago. It's horrible. But some of our non-experienced presenters, they do a good job. But, you know, they like to look good. And so yep. they might have the ring light up, which absolutely helps light from a lighting perspective. Yep. They might use AirPods, which Im- definitely improves sound yep. if they don't have a very good computer. When we do virtual events, as you know, we'll, we'll sit there and do a briefing with everyone. Yeah. And we give you the all right, let's move your camera a little to the left, a little to the right. Let's get rid of that window that's behind you because it's adjusting your brightness. Mm-hmm. And look, eight times out of 10, I think everyone does a really good job. Like they know what looks good. But I think uh, last night was a great example of my standard operating procedure. We had uh, about six people that were coming in virtually into, a, into an event. Yeah. And an hour beforehand, we get everyone to arrive and, yep, check. sound good, video's good, framing's great, we're good to go, leave your camera on, please, so we know you're there. And then we get through, and there is always one that mm-hmm. will spend 35, 40 minutes with just troubleshooting their system because they haven't tested it or they just yep. aren't that way inclined. Yep. So, Everyone's very patient and understanding, which is good, but there's always one person. You, you
0: need to allow that time, don't you? We
1: need that prep time. Yeah. Otherwise, stress.
0: We were actually speaking for at a conference a little while back. You guys were the AV team in the background. Uh, we'd Zoomed in and uh, I remember we had um, three or four consultants who were going to be speaking on various different topics in the background in there one of which uh, is actually inside of our courses. And it's it, Alex, it was her very first time speaking at a conference. And I remember her messaging me throughout going, oh, my goodness, I can't believe how much actually goes on behind the scenes. She said, I never really thought about it. I've only ever watched one. But she said, this is crazy. You know, you you sit here, you you know, all the sound checks the, you know, you guys will drop in and out and, you know, just make sure that the the audio is still right, the cameras are still on, you know, letting us know how things are going time-wise, all that fun stuff, checking slides. Um, And she just said, "I'm, I'm blown away at how much goes on behind the scenes. And this sort of leads into probably the question I'm most interested to ask you here. We know that from the outside, if you're sitting in the room at a conference or an event or you're watching one online, things seem pretty seamless. You and I know just how much goes on. Well, to be fair, I don't know how much goes on behind the scenes. I only know what I watch. You see everything, all of the the blemishes and the pimples and the, <laughs> the, the things that go wrong. There's got to be, you've got to have some great stories to share with us of uh, fun stories from behind the scenes. I know I was speaking with Lisa McGinnis-Smith about this a while ago, and she was talking about the time she fell off stage and hit it and pretended like it was supposed to have happened. But have you got some stories for us, Jared? I'm, I'm super excited to hear this.
1: Uh, I think I've got one or two. I, I, I'll have a look. But you're right. It's definitely, there's no calm and tranquility when it comes to behind the scenes. <laughs> no. But it's not a constant flurry of excitement. The thing about AV guys and technicians and behind the scenes, we're only there for the most part if something goes wrong or when there's a transition. Yep. So, when someone comes on and goes, oh, "I've got a 90-minute presentation," we're like, "Sweet, Yay. You know, We get them on stage, <laughs> and we're the like, "Copies
0: out." <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: So, so that, that's that's kind of fun. But um, when it's bang, 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 and there's just so many, we are moving from this person from five minutes to this person to this person to this person. We're just run off our feet. Yep. You know, like you say, prepping, getting organized, queuing, making yep. sure that everything's still in sync. Yeah, you know, we have machines, and then we have backup machines, and then we've got to make sure that everything is doing exactly oh. what it should be doing. I think for us, the most common problem, and I, I can speak for you know for the last two years, that causes us the most grief is people's internet connection.
0: Oh yes,
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, we recently had an experience where a company was holding a bit of a virtual party of sorts. Yeah, and they hired this comedian to come in and first of all they were terrible <laughs> like i mean not funny inappropriate not right for maybe the not crowd. measured very well <laughs> i don't think so but then a miracle happened her internet dropped out <laughs> and she was sputtering in and out coming out and then gone and we're like this is great gone we asked her and we just moved on to the next thing. So it was like yeah. this I don't know. Blessing a from a inter- <laughs> interference. <laughs> but it was a disaster. Yep. Um, so that that's that's funny. On stage, there's always something that can go pear-shaped. You know, like you said, people fall off stages. Yeah. Um, in fact,
0: I think at the last conference I did with you guys, you'd just cut away, which was really lucky. I don't know if you remember this, but I had been sitting with my legs crossed on stage for about 45 minutes for our presentation. And unbeknown to me, because I don't normally sit, I'm normally up walking around, my foot had died. Do you remember this? And I went to get off my chair and luckily you'd cut away. So the on- only the people in the room could see what happened, those that were watching virtually. And this was at the DSA conference. So oh yeah. yeah. And so I'm trying to get off stage and someone had to get up on stage to help me off because I had a bambi leg. I just couldn't walk, um, which is, you know, always fun. That was where Lisa came in, rang me in the next day and she just went, I need you to hear about the time I fell off the stage, you know. <laughs> just. To make- well, I
1: remember, I think it was one of your first presentations, you had a moon boot on while you were presenting oh, yes. on stage.
0: Yeah, at the New Skin Conference, I did, yep. Um, it wasn't a moon boot, actually. It was my bionic leg. Uh, on my my knee, um, yeah, oh, I called right. it my yeah, burning yeah. leg. Yeah, it was my my big leg brace, and it was sort of underneath the dress, half under the dress, half not. Yeah, that was fun. Mm.
1: Look, uh, it's it's so crucial now that we reduce any chance of people hurting themselves. <laughs> like we can't have you can't have it. It's not no. it's not acceptable anywhere, and it's just a very expensive.
0: Well, it's a lot uh, safer place. now, isn't it? I it's mean,
1: so much safer
0: the hardest thing about going to speak at the DSA conference, which was the first one in person in quite a while, was what am I going to wear on the bottom? Because I haven't had to think about that
1: for a while. (laughs) I have to wear
0: shoes. Actually, that was possibly where things went really wrong because I hadn't been in high heels for a really long time. But um, look, I guess moving into video, because a lot of our um, listeners are uh, people that are having to morph into this video space. Some of them are doing... A facebook live some of them are doing pre-recorded video and some of them you know have been asked to come and speak at a conference so when it comes to improving video content just for the the amateur i suppose someone who doesn't have you know the the podcast microphones and things like that what advice or tips can you give to somebody to improve their video content just little hints and tips that will will enhance what they're doing that little bit more
1: absolutely well, well, for us, there's there's a few things um, that make a huge difference to the to the end result. Um, m- modern smartphones have really made a massive difference to help these people record things, but you need things that will stabilize if you're going to use the phone because you can't kind of lean a phone up and expect it to get the right angle, yeah, usually straight on. Laptops are improving; like the latest uh, MacBook Pros that Apple have just released, only now have 1080p webcams built in. Yeah, It's amazing
0: uh, that, that laptops have taken such a long time to catch up because I, I do know that that's, you know, when you you know when someone's using a laptop webcam versus using a mobile phone, the difference in video quality is insane.
1: That's right. Yeah, you know, cameras often have multiple lenses that capture the image, whereas your uh, laptop has the tiniest little sensor in the history of the world and and expecting it to capture all this light and color and data uh, to then transfer through. Um, One of the things that really makes a difference is finding out what the intended purpose of the video is. So live streaming is usually done in a 16 by 9 format, you know, standard landscape format. Um, Your social media, Instagram, Facebook, it's often portrait because it's designed for consumption on phones. Yes. Uh, what we often get is videos that are destined for a 16 by 9 format in a portrait window.
0: So you get the black lines. You yeah, get the
1: black lines. bars. Yeah. And there's this tiny amount. Now, we can zoom it up a certain amount, mm. but only then we get blurring and yep. other messing up of the video quality. And then we got to then push it into a live stream, which then gets crunched down, compressed into a a little ball of data, and pushed out at little megabits at a time, and expect it to look wonderful at the other end. So the better you start, the better is how it looks at the other end. Yeah. So so find out what format which way to have your
0: camera. It's it's interesting you bring that up because we do see that a fair bit, especially now with uh, Facebook, um, because there's depending on where you're putting it even within the platform changes the way that you need to have your camera for example if you're putting it in your main news feed having your camera in landscape is is best because it takes up that space properly uses up the whole window you've got more room to move and you don't have the black bars but if you're going on instagram or you're using stories you need to be in portrait mode because that optimizes it for that um particular usage so you're right it does it's a good thing to just check in you know which way do I hold my camera um and make sure that you start that way and and that's the other thing with lives too we notice people will turn their they realize halfway through turn their camera sideways and then you spend the whole time (laughs) like this so what about audio what are some things that people can do to improve their audio
1: yeah look headphones airpods are the winner we did a job uh beginning of the pandemic for ikea and yep. it was there uh in kind of in home showing around with pseudo celebrities and uh they sent everyone a mobile phone and a set of airpods and we were able to do the live streaming because it was all live yep. there was some pre-record some live elements and we did tours of these people's homes yep um the airpods or equivalent make a huge difference mm-hmm. for audio if you don't have anything else use the headphones firstly yep. it eliminates noise and feedback but the other thing is that it um just has a better microphone that's closer to your mouth yep um that that's the simplest easiest option otherwise get a little clip-on microphone that plugs into the bottom of your phone you
0: know it doesn't have to be expensive or techy, does it i mean know, like we yes we've got this sort of equipment here but Back when we started doing our podcast and when we started doing videos, we were simply using the, the headphones. But do you have a question about that? Because I think this is up for a bit of debate, and we did a little test on this recently. But um, we use AirPods, yes, but we also have your good old corded um, headphones. Do you find a difference between cords, and no cords?
1: I would think moderately. What I find with corded ones is that if they move,
0: yeah. Firstly, they become a
1: distraction to what people are viewing. Yeah. Secondly, they brush on clothing or necklaces and they tap. Yeah. And when people gesture and they go, oh, when I did this, bang, yeah. you hit the microphone. <laughs> yes. People do it with lapel microphones on stage all the time. That's why I like headset mics because yeah. they don't slap themselves in the face when they're presenting.
0: Yeah, unless you've got long hair, which, again, I did. And I think I flipped my headset off one day because I sort of <laughs> tucked it behind my ear. and
1: And all, you know this earrings
0: oh yes if
1: you've got a headset mic coming your way do not wear big dangly earrings because we all say take it off and you're going to walk on stage with one big hoop and nothing on the other side yeah
0: (laughs) and so uh look tech is something that I, i get pretty excited about i think you know it's i feel like i geek out a little bit over this stuff greg and i love to buy new tech we love playing with new tech from little tiny things to big things Today, you've shown me uh, a new software for podcasting. We've always podcasted using Zoom when we interview somebody um, and we're having a bit of a play with something new today. Now, you, of all people, would be exposed to so much awesome tech, so many programs, so much software, so many cool apps. Can you share any software or apps that you love that are helpful, perhaps even for the amateur at home that's wanting to have a play with some tech that could be useful for them?
1: Yeah, f- funny you ask, um, and funny you say Zoom because in terms of recording, I hate Zoom for recording. <laughs> yeah, it captures because it's designed for meetings and long meetings, and so it doesn't want to use up massive amounts of data. Yeah, it it uses a really small bit rate, yeah. and that little bit rate means poor quality and results. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah, we're using a product called Riverside today, which. Mm-hmm works just like zoom i think the only difference between it uh between zoom and what we're using today is that i can't put in a hokey virtual background the
0: cool background yep
1: the problem i have with zoom is that it's a terrible keying software like you always have this halo around people's heads and you can see like the real bookshelf behind yes when people try to try to do it yeah so a real background is always better it's always clearer and you know The cameras we use to capture green screen footage have massive bit rates and massive sensors. And we're capturing all this so we can pull a really good key, meaning remove the green background from behind people. Webcams can't do that properly. And so, yes, Riverside for me is a much better option. The quality is so much higher. The net result is Chalk and cheese. So Zoom, bad. Don't use that for recording. <laughs> for recording, what you can record, uh, Windows and Mac. You know, Mac comes with uh, QuickTime. Yep. Uh, and Windows has another equivalent. I'd have to look it up because I don't use it on a daily basis. But where you can just record your webcam using a high quality recording bit of yep. software.
0: We um. Play around. A lot of people ask us, what do you use when you do, uh, when you record your screen? So often I'll come in and I'll walk people through how to do something on Facebook and I'll have a little, you know, video of me down in the bottom corner or top corner or whatever it might be. And um, We use Loom a lot. Um, okay. I've had, I, you know, like everything, there are glitches and issues, but we actually record our entire course using Loom um, because it allows us to switch between... Uh, screen and camera only, and and slides, and all those sorts of things, which is a bit of fun, and it's easy for anyone to use. So, that's one piece of software that we've we've sent a lot of people to, particularly if they want to show people, you know, how to do something simple on Facebook, and they want to quickly create a video they can share instantly, which is always a bit yeah, of fun. Yeah, that's
1: good. QuickTime will do similar things. You can record, yep. you will record your screen, record your yourself. You can. Um, there's a free piece of software called OBS. You may have heard of yep. that one.
0: Yep.
1: It's open source live streaming software, but you can use it if you have capture devices to put in your laptop. If you wanted to run separate slides or separate yep. video, um, it it, w- it can be set up to control that and, and do those sort of things. And there's so much free information about how to use OBS. Yeah, yep. Um,
0: And what about, you know, often you were talking about when people are getting in front of the camera and they're positioning their camera and positioning their background. Um, What are some of the things that you look for so you can, I guess, give some tips to people when they are positioning their camera to do a live or pre-recorded video to put up on social media? What are some tips you can give them for, uh, number one, where to put the camera, number two, background, those sorts of things?
1: Yeah, uh, critical things, lighting. Make sure the light's in front of you. I've got a nice big bar light right in front of me uh make sure that the background isn't blown out and just white like if it's if your camera's trying to see uh what's going on outside the exposure is very different for outside than it is for inside so light source in front of you always stand in front of a window if you don't have anything else um natural sunlight is brilliant for just giving you a nice natural even lighting yeah um quiet room if you've if you've just got to record some audio go walk in your wardrobe
0: <laughs> it's so many people don't do it.
1: No, it's like, okay, we get the dogs bark and the tr- garbage man comes and drives past. Yeah. Find the quietest room. Wardrobes are great because they've got lots of clothes and soft, softer uh, surfaces just deaden the sound. Carpet, yep. clothing on the sides, perfect. Yep. You walk into a hallway or a kitchen, there's just so many hard echo. surfaces where yep. the sound is going to bounce around you and you're going to sound like you, you're in an echo chamber.
0: Yeah. What about camera position? Because this is something that um, is real is actually pretty important where um, you know, that camera sits.
1: Yeah, it depends on the look you're going for. If you want everyone to see up your nose, have the camera down low. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do that, uh, yeah. but ideally, you want your camera at your eye line. Yeah. So that you're looking straight down the straight down the barrel without having to you know drop your head or mm-hmm. lift your head up. Yeah. Um, you gotta just find what works for you. Like everyone has has a good or a bad side. My side's just not my Do double chin side.
0: <laughs> getting, I've been getting a, a good tripod. One of the things we we talk about a lot is just getting a good tripod or something that you can use um, to to get your because you'll be doing it from different surfaces, different locations. Mm. So getting your camera at the right height, no matter what you're doing, um, and you can get, I mean, relatively inexpensive. But I did see. Um, a live the other day where someone had positioned their camera um just sitting on a, a tabletop tabletop got bumped halfway through and of course the camera flipped over and ended up that's on the great. ground and you know when you're going live that's the last thing you want because you can't you can't change it you can't undo it you got to kind of just keep going with the flow and it can be really off-putting
1: yeah books um a lot of people are using laptops for recording use books to just lift it up makes yep. all the difference in the world
0: yeah yep um now when it comes to let's just say one of our listeners here gets the amazing opportunity to speak at a conference you you've performed really well you've you've done something amazing this year and you know the company wants to either celebrate you or, or get you to inspire others with your story and suddenly you're thinking oh my goodness I have to get up on stage do something I'm not experienced to do and I have to speak to people live or maybe you have to do it online now you see this all the time and yep, comes with nerves and inexperience and all of those sorts of things, what tips or advice can you give to someone who's been given that opportunity and is shaking in their boots right now going, what's going to happen? Practice. Practice, yep.
1: Simply practice it over and over. Time it. Actually, time it.
0: Time's pretty important, isn't it, when you're presenting?
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, I have a story. Um, I have one speaker who was given 20 minutes on stage she she ended up going for an hour Oh no! and we're like do we pull her off do we play the the music do we and we're just like and and the client's just like just let it go let it go we'll deal with it later and so it throws everyone off yeah. it ruins the whole agenda and like if i was sitting in the in the audience as another speaker it's like well She was given the same amount of time as me. Why is what she's saying more important or that, you know, than what I have to say? So I I think sticking to time is very respectful to the company that's asked you to speak. It's respectful to the participants, whether they get a lunch break or not. Uh, And so for me, that's a crucial piece of information is make sure you time it, stick to your time, um, don't rock up and expect to hand your slides over as you've walked into the <laughs> sw- yeah. saunter into Here the they building. Are, here's my USB. Here's my slides. Yeah. I'm getting on stage. The show's loaded, ready to go. So yeah. you know, having slides prepared, sent off previously, yeah. don't change them once they're sent off. Yeah. How many times we people? Oh, I just want to change this one slide. Fifteen slides later, because five minutes before a show is not the time to be making any changes yeah to anything we we need to get in our show mode as well yeah um don't blame the av team for things that are your problem <laughs> i
0: think you said this to me before everything gets blamed on the av team right? yeah
1: regardless if it's if it's our fault or not we cop it and we're just used to it
0: yep yep gotta have a bit of a thick skin there jared
1: <laughs> that's all right you grow it very quickly in av
0: yeah, I think it was actually one of the very first things I was told when I um, when I moved into keynote speaking. And to be fair, this wasn't a space I ever thought I would go into. I was thrown in, you know, like the deep end and, and Greg and I had to adjust really, really quickly. And it's probably only been maybe four years that we've been, four or five years that we've been doing this. And yeah, you get used to it over time. But one of the very first things that I got told by another professional speaker that was coaching me at the time was under no circumstances should you ever go over time it is the most disrespectful thing that you can do and she just said to me always time yourself always know down to the absolute T that you've you've got your time bang on yep. and um, the other thing that I I personally find from I'm going to talk about one of the things in a moment that I think a lot of speakers do which I'm sure you see a lot of but um, another thing that we do to prepare as well is when you say practice there's there's a couple of elements to this because practicing for me is about when i get up on that stage i know i'm going to get nervous and people go what but you do this all the time yes i do but i also know that i i really really care about doing a good job and i get really nervous every time i know it's going to happen so if i prepare so much that i subconsciously know what i'm going to say anyway no matter what happens up on that stage, whether I fall over, whether, you know, something happens that distracts me, whether I get heckled, I'm going to know what I've, what I've got to say without even thinking about it. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about remembering what's coming out of my mouth. Um, but another thing that I know a lot of speakers do, and everyone's got their different way of doing this. I actually went to the Speakers Institute um, about six years ago in preparation for this new move that we were making into this space. And one of the things they taught you to do is to prepare and get your energy and everything ready before you get up on the stage. And this is something a lot of speakers do. I've got my own little routine, which I often joke about, but you must see a bit of this from speakers behind the scenes.
1: Um, usually it's nerves. You know, people are kind of just pacing around. Pacing yeah. the big one. Yeah. Um, you can definitely tell someone who's very experienced, who's done it so many times, um... Many years ago, we did Robin Sharma over in Vegas, I think it was.
0: Yeah, that's the 5am club, right? The Robin Sharma is the author of the 5am club? I think it? so. I, yeah.
1: This, as an AV guy, all these motivational speakers and inspirational people, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, we yeah, sit there and just kind
1: of go, go shh. Like this, I'm aerodynamic. I say the this because just, the
0: book's actually on my desk, and I've been staring at the name for oh, the rush. last few years. So, like this
1: <laughs> stuff just flows over us because we're just listening <laughs> for keywords. We hear so much of it all the time. Yeah, um, but yeah, these guys—they're just cool as a cucumber because they've practiced. They yeah. know their content. It's yeah. almost like being a comedian on stage. You know, Jerry Seinfeld. he would have to—he'd be heckled his entire career, yeah. but he knows yeah. his content. Yeah. Uh, if you know it there's less to be stressed about yeah if you're stressed and uptight I think you, you just kind of have to let it go when you walk out on stage you know take that second to just absorb what is surrounding you rather than racing into your presentation yeah and, and if you can be fluid with your presentation be able to adapt to the conditions where you might get feedback from the audience that they're really getting into what you're specifically talking about right then and there, Mm. elaborate a little bit more and take a little bit less of something else you had planned. Yeah. You know, don't, not relying on your slides. Most people, you know, they have their slides to talk to. Yeah. Don't rely on them. It's presenter support, not death by PowerPoint to the audience. Yeah, yeah. They would rather listen to you and absorb your energy about what you've got to say rather than reading pages of text.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Send an email. And
0: another, um, I, I think it might have been you actually that prompted me in one of those first presentations um, to get up on the stage the day before and just wander around mm-hmm. um, and get used to that environment. So, you know, pre- like look out, pretend that you're seeing the audience there, get familiar with it know that uh, that this is going to be the space that you'll be presenting in and mm. um, that definitely helps when you get up on that stage the next day or later that day it doesn't feel quite as daunting because you're not seeing it for the first time.
1: That's right because there's a lot in front of you already without the audience yeah you know you've got the lights in your eyes. you've usually got monitors down the front that has a timer that everyone should pay attention to yes you <laughs> normally have presenter view of your of your notes and slides if applicable, you've got yeah. remote callers if you're doing something live, you know, absorb and know where everything is so when you're going, when you're walking around the stage, you know where to look for references yeah. for information. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and clickers, if you do have slides that you're clicking through, pay attention to what the controls are.
0: The yeah. ones we use,
1: called the perfect cue.
0: Going backwards, pausing. <laughs>
1: you've got a red button and a green button. Green button has a big arrow on it, says forward. Red button says backwards. So when you start going backwards and say, oh, there's something wrong with my deck. No, (laughs) it's your control. It's you controlling it, not incorrectly.
0: Yeah.
1: So pay attention.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Now, look, I want to get into our standard fun questions. I love asking these. I love hearing what people have got to say. I hope you're prepared. <laughs> you may or may not have seen these notes in your in your um, podcast briefing, so I'm going to throw these at you anyway and possibly okay. put you I, on the spot.
1: I saw them, but remember, AV is very different yeah. to the, the <laughs> speaker side. Everyone has got that... an answer here. And, right.
0: and I will say you can't say The 5am Club now that I've just put that in your head, but what is your favourite book? And it could be fiction, it could be PD, it doesn't matter, business book, doesn't matter, but what's your favourite book right now or something that you've really enjoyed that you could add to our accelerator? write a book
1: list? Right now, my favourite book is Project Hail Mary by Andy by Andy Weir. Ah,
0: okay. This is not one I've heard of,
1: right? You wouldn't have. Uh, well, it depends if you're into fiction, if, if you're into a bit of science type books. Yep. Uh, he's the guy that wrote The Martian.
0: Okay, right. And this is the one right. that got turned into the movie, right?
1: The Martian was turned in with uh, Matt Damon. Yeah. Yes. So Andy Weir wrote this book called Project Hail Mary. And right. it's basically about a guy who is sent on a one-way mission to another galaxy, to find out what it is uh, that's currently eating the sun in the Earth's solar system.
0: All right. Sounds like a good read. Now, if you could have a superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why?
1: Oh, I think it'd have to be like an invisible talent hook so I can just pull people off stage <laughs> when I w- was ready for it.
0: I'd look out for that one. That sounds really scary from a speaker's
1: perspective. <laughs> <laughs> what well, sometimes you know. it's like... I've had enough of this.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And your favourite quote, Jared?
1: Honestly, I don't have one.
0: You don't have one? No. All right. We're going to have to give you one. We'll talk about that afterwards. Okay. And if you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? Uh,
1: There's probably a few things. Mm -hmm. Definitely buy stock in Apple.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say Zoom, but Apple, yep. That...
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to um, like it to know it was a good investment.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, also, don't get into AV. Crazy idea. <laughs> no, no. When people come to me and they go, oh, I want to get in the industry, I'm like, why? why? <laughs> <laughs> you're the first into a venue. You're the last one out loading trucks, unloading trucks and high pressure. Sounds magical.
0: I, I, I think it's the, the 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 pull of the tech, right? You know, yeah. Greg loves playing with sound desks and doing a bit of AV, but it's not the it's not all that other stuff. I think people forget about the other stuff, mm. and they forget how much work you guys put in. So that uh, on that note, I do want to just say a massive, massive, you know, thanks to you because th- the thing is that again, people come to a conference, they sit down, they see all the good stuff, even speakers. We don't even have to stick around the whole time. You just come in, you do your thing, you go. But you guys are there in the lead up for often for days. You are handling all of the things, troubleshooting everything that's going during. You're probably getting yelled at by speakers and you know anybody else in the room that wants to blame the AV person. And then you've got to do all the pack up at the end. So, but I've got to say that, from a speaker's perspective, and we've dealt with so many AV teams over the years that we've been doing this, and I feel like a baby in the industry, I really do. When it comes to keynote speaking, that is. And you guys, I get so excited when we come uh, come into a room with you because I just know number one will be taken care of. You guys are so chilled out and easy to deal with, and I know it's gonna. I know it's gonna go smoothly. So. Huge thank you to you and I'm I'm looking forward to the next time we run into you in a in a green room or behind the scenes. So
1: thank you for that. It's much appreciated.
0: Yeah, and it's super uh exciting for us to have you here today and to share some of those tips with everybody. Um guys, look, you know, this is coming from the pros. So uh, you know, you don't need expensive equipment. As Jared said, you know, simple things just to improve your audio and your visual. Um, think about what devices you're using. You don't need to run out there and get expensive equipment um but you know do what you can to tweak what you're doing especially if you are going to be going in virtually to an event because the audio and the visual does make all the difference to how people pay attention doesn't it
1: absolutely it it can either be distracting or engaging take your pick which one you'd like
0: yeah absolutely look thank you again so much jared really appreciate your time and look we'll put some links in as well if anyone wants to uh, hear a little bit more, see a little bit more about what you guys do or do a reach out. So um, we'll send them to your website. that will be fine. Awesome. Thanks again, Jared. Great to see you again. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks, Sam. Bye for now, guys. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.